Hello, and welcome again to You, Life, and God podcast and our conversations that we have have had over several seasons pertaining to life and our relationship with God and Jesus Christ. It is our prayer that our conversations have and will continue to be of encouragement and of inspiration for each listener to seek the Creator, the one and true living God, who sent us away to communicate with Him, to have fellowship with Him. That is in His Son, Jesus Christ. And this time that we're in, we have a series which is entitled Understanding the End Times. We are compelled and have been over the past year to compile some specifics that would help us to understand the intent, the purpose and the reasoning behind what is called the end times and an event that that is called uh, the Lord's second coming and other um, apocalyptic events that people have become afraid of, not really wanting to address them or seek them or understand them because of perhaps judgment or perhaps fear or perhaps not even being able to imagine uh, the severity of the prophecy of the events that will occur as the world enters what is called the end times and then the series of events that reflect the judgment of God. We have a series, uh, an, an episode that entitled Judgment that will be shared as well in this series. However, this episode is entitled The Beginning of Sorrows. We're going to start with contextual information to lead us up to this particular event that is a trigger, a door, an avenue by which God will propel the world into. It begins with Jesus's ministry towards the end where he was physically present with us. A time in which there were many who followed him, who were called the multitude because some 
because others followed, some because of the miracles they had witnessed, but many because they believed. His apparent authority as witnessing his teachings, as well as the many miracles that were performed. However, towards the end, as we study the Gospels of Jesus' ministry on earth, there seemed to have been, of course, a reason for certain things to occur, certain things he had to share, not only with his disciples, but of course with us, because they were written down by those disciples who witnessed. And thus we are going to discuss Matthew's witness of certain events towards Jesus's end of his earthly ministry. Let's begin contextually, um, and it begins with chapter 21, the uh, gospel accounts of Matthew. I'm not going to get specifics on the, the verses, but just the intent and the context. So Jesus is ending his ministry. He knows his time is near. There are great multitudes following him. He has still events that are places that he must revisit. One place was Bethphage. Which was near Jerusalem. Bethphage is a place where nearing Bethany in which many of the scripture narrative shows events occurring along with Abraham, etc. But there, Jesus began to share certain things with his disciples and teach in this particular teaching of the multitudes started with parables, but the parables were almost a forewarning and a rebuking. Chapter 21 and 22 shares with us that as the multitudes followed Jesus, there were the the spiritual and religious leaders that were always standing by. Of course, looking at what they what appears to them to be wrong, looking for ways to entrap Jesus, looking for ways to dispute his authority, looking for ways to uh, discredit him in front of the multitudes. Of course, the Lord knew that. There were specific parables that he shared. And there's parables that are, and this is the reason contextually why we're going there, that that leads up to and align with the Lord's second coming. 
So he's nearing the end, but he's preparing and laying seeds of that he's going to return again. And leading up to his conversations, particularly with the scribes and the Pharisees, his disciples, he shares with things like uh, the parable of the fig tree. He shares with them the parables of the servants, one who would be considered a faithful servant. With the parable of the fig tree with his disciples, the reason why that event came up was to share the fact of the steadfastness and the results of faith and believing and him as the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As he enters into Jerusalem, he also enters in, in this last a last part of his ministry, as the king who rides humbly on a donkey, yet has the authority of all heaven and earth given to him by his father, God. And his appearance, of course, as they laid down uh, the branches, the palm branches that said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But also it was for those who were observing and those were the spiritual leaders. Well, of course, there are opportunities for Jesus that persist to share, also to forewarn those spiritual leaders of misleading deception and also the pretense of having an outward appearance of belief or following him. Jesus actually rebuked the, the, the uh, Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees These were spiritual leaders. And at that time, because there was no written text, oral traditions and oral teachings were the the basis by which the general population learned and believed the word of God. So there was a great reliance upon them. Now, of course, it is this podcast that we always, and God has his servants, so there's no disputing of the roles of everyone because everyone that believes are given spiritual gifts by which the people of God are benefited from and for use. And also, of course, the churches uh, as the place of assembling and gathering uh, and building up spiritually uh, and, of course, worshiping the Lord. But then at that time, the whole reliance was that these people represented the word of God its entirety. Now, we know uh, that all of us as sinners and have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we will also know as we grow higher and gain deeper understanding that we always need God to direct, to correct, and to lead us. 
to explain, to encourage us along the way. So the spiritual leadership is one of knowing how frail we are and how little we actually know, even though God has given us great knowledge and insight. It's so much, much more. Then as we grow higher, we learn how so much more we need to learn and know. But at that time, the dependency for guidance leadership, uh, right from wrong, was through the spiritual or religious leaders. They approached Jesus. Opportunity for Jesus. They approached Jesus, questioning, uh, trying to entrap him. Jesus responded to the scribes and the Pharisees uh, about who is really a faithful servant. Is it one who sees and believes and says yes to the Lord immediately and doesn't come? Or someone who's slow in coming perhaps says no to the Lord, but in the end comes. That's an indication not only of, again, of faith, but what is going to happen or is happening in uh, the uh, earthly realm when it comes to following and accepting the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth of the Bible. So then his Pharisees witnessed all of these things. They were perplexed as well as Jesus then rebuking openly with the multitude and began to share the woes of the Pharisees. And it says, and Jesus commands them not to follow certain things and be not deceived. And it was very important that Jesus says that. And also important for each listener to know that everything we re- we are led to the Lord the word of God and the Holy Spirit to give us understanding and increase our knowledge of events, words, scriptures, uh, either and anything that has been shared with the word of God. So we get to the chapter of our emphasis, and that's chapter 24. Where interestingly, the disciples share with Jesus about the temple. And again, Jesus is taught for some period uh, openly about uh, the outward appearance. But at the towards at this time in Jerusalem, it was Jesus coming as the king of glory as the king and the Messiah. That the household of Israel and thus the world, because when he came for them, it was thus coming for us. To witness the king coming humbly as he was, yet full of authority and power resting on him demonstrated sharing now with us in the whole world and as those who have also 
have entered into relationship with him, have experienced the wonders of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the disciples began, began to share, look at the temple. And the temple was the place of assembly, but it was also a place where great wealth was placed. So having a temple was one that was supposed to indicate some level of status or stature. But the fact that Jesus was present was resounding the truth that the physical building was in there with them. The temple of God is what Jesus was explaining that never ends, that no one would be able to tear down. And that is uh, the scripture one comes to mind that the tabernacle of God is with men. And so that particular, it, it seemed if you read it, that Jesus at this time was a little irritated with his disciples. But I also believe that his disciples heard the conversations and grasped hold of some of the intent mode of Jesus's conversation and the rebuke of the spiritual leaders and began to question. And when Jesus respond that the temple will be destroyed, but in three days, even though they will tear down, the son of man will rise up again. In essence, he was referring to his death, uh, burial and resurrection. So the disciples asked Jesus then, well, then what would be the signs of his return and the end? That gave Jesus an opportunity to share some specifics with us. The specifics entail the conditions of what's going to happen with men um, and the men's hearts, similar to the letter of Jude, that we will be marrying and and and, and uh, a lot of marry. We will marry. We will do day to day, even though specifics have of specific conditions of the time and the urgency of ensuring salvation or the time of the urgency that the end is coming near. So the end is not one to say, whoa, uh, I hope I'm not there. But actually, these things were prophesied so that we will believe and accept the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus said to his disciples, when you see these things coming, do not see that you are not frightened or troubled. This is verse 6 and 24. For this must, these things or this must take place, but the end is not. So that means that Verse six, as he was sharing with him that there were going to be wars and rumors of wars. There were going to be the stars and, and, 
atmospheric kinds of anomalies and events, which uh, aligns with revelations. But he was sharing that these things mean that it is, and actually the scripture says, some versions say that it is the beginning of sorrows. But metaphorically, the beginning of sorrows is something that if we want to take it literally, it really means the birth pains, meaning that when a a woman is about to bring forth something, pains begin. On the earth, there will begin to have troubles and sorrows not only of manifestations of devastation of earthquakes and disasters coming in places one after another, wars and rumors of wars one after another, not making sense of it. But Jesus is saying, don't be frightened. Just know that these events must occur as a woman that's about to so. What is happening is that the end times are being birthed through at that time. Meaning when you see these things, don't run and be afraid, but to ask, and it is our prayer, if we are not served, regardless of what religion we believe, if we are not saved, that we pray right now and ask the Lord to reveal the truth and how to come in to and accept God's grace. But that is our prayer. And that's actually the intent of the witness of the gospel account of Matthew to share with us that there are going to be those and events that are going to, that have never been before. There are going to be events which we will share uh, in the book of Revelation um, and and the uh, book of Revelation, and also a couple of other of uh, the episodes that have the specific events that will need to be shared with us to help us understand the intent of these prophecies and what is going to happen to mankind and the purpose that God has these things to happen. In essence, every listener, the earth and all God's creation has to be reconciled back to him. And in order to do so, now he's been in control of the heavens and earth, but we were falling into the earth and the earth was falling into sin and the earth was corrupted as we, uh, the mankind was corrupted and has to be reconciled and returned under the complete authority. And those that deceived from the original and to up to today, deceiving are God's enemies and God will prevail as a book of Revelation shares. But it is our intent. And it is our prayer as we understand these things are not to frighten, but it is so that we may be prepared. Watch, be 
fully awake, making sure that our lamps are full for those baptized in the Holy Ghost, that, that our lamps are full because as the king came in Jerusalem, he also came proclaiming that there will be a marriage supper of the Lamb in which we all will celebrate with him one day. So in the next time sharing God's blessing, see that you are not frightened or troubled for these things must be, but the end is not yet. It is though the beginning of sorrows as the earth is in birth pains. Till the next time, sharing God's blessings. Goodbye.